Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. In this episode, five coaches from across Canada will be creating their best youth curling practices, but they'll be doing it in the format of a fantasy sports draft. In February of 2022, five youth curling coaches from across Canada, including yours truly, met on a Zoom call to create their dream youth curling practice. However, we did it in the style of a fantasy sports draft. In part one of this two-part series, we set the ground rules, introduce ourselves, and make our draft selections in the first four categories. Now, here is part one of our dream practice draft. Hello, listeners. Welcome to our first ever dream youth practice draft. Tonight, I've invited four coaches from across Canada to join me as we create our best youth curling practices. We're doing it in a format that has never been attempted on this show, a fantasy sports draft. But before I explain what that is, let me talk about what we're trying to accomplish. All of us are youth coaches, and all of us have experience running youth practices and putting together lesson plans for those practices. Tonight, each of us will be creating a practice that's primarily for grassroots youth curlers. For example, in a typical Little Rocks or Junior practice, you have kids of different ages and who range in experience from complete beginners to novices to bond spiel veterans. So these aren't really practices for competitive teams, but many of the ideas we share tonight can be used for all ages and all skill levels. Now, let me talk about the format of tonight's draft. Each of us will be like a general manager, taking turns selecting items and ideas for our dream youth curling practice. There are six categories that we'll be selecting. Now, I've told everyone in advance about five of them, but I'm going to add a surprise category. I know this is something I've just sprung on these guys tonight. So uh, you'll have to do a little prep for this one. The categories are uh, at least the five initial ones, warm-up exercise and song, delivery drill, sweeping drill, game variation, and snack. The surprise category, drum roll, da 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 da. Surprise celebrity guest. So, what is that? If you can invite any famous curler to your practice to inspire the kids or just have them there to be cool, who would you pick? So, that's the surprise sixth category. Surprise. Okay, so the ground rules. Everyone gets a chance to pick first in at least one category. And once someone picks something, you can't choose that as well. So if I pick, say, you know, coffee crisp chocolate bars for the snack, no one can pick that thing. Okay? And if there's a debate about a particular selection or an argument, I'm going to be very liberal with the choice because it's going to be up to our listeners to decide a winner. Because after the draft... I'm going to post our teams to the Facebook page and the Twitter account, 
and the teams with the most vote, uh, the team with the most votes gets is going to get a prize. <sighs> okay, I know it's a lot of talking, but to summarize, the goal is to a put together a real youth practice that our listeners can use in their weekly programs, and b win the vote. Okay, so my guests, is everyone ready? Yep. You bet. Yep. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to get the guests to briefly introduce themselves. And the way I'm going to do this, the order I'm going to choose, I'm going to go on this website called random.org, and I'm going to randomize this list of our names. So here we go. Okay, so I've got it here in front of me. So can I ask Patrick to introduce himself first? Yeah, thanks, Glenn. This is going to be fun. Uh, so yes, my name is Pat Brown, and uh, I'm a coach at the Uxbridge Curling Club here in Ontario. All right. Uh, Patrick, what's your favorite sports team? Green Bay Packers. Oh, wow. Tanil, please introduce yourself. Hi, thanks uh, so much for inviting me to this. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, my name is Tanil Bachek, and I am from the Okotoks Curling Club. We have a junior program there, a six-sheet curling rink, and uh, that's just south of Calgary. And your favorite team? I'm going to have to go with uh, the Rough Riders, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, wait, did you say you were from Calgary? <laughs> no, no. Controversy. <laughs> okay. I, I live south of Calgary. Uh, my roots are in Saskatchewan. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Okay, the controversy begins. Uh, <laughs> and then next, Michelle. Uh, hi, thanks. This is this is very cool. I've never been on a podcast before, so we'll see how this goes. I'm Michelle Hunt. I coach at the Royal City Curling Club in New West in BC. Uh, I primarily deal with the Little Rocks, so ages five through nine-ish, uh, and then send them on their way through our junior program. So I'm very happy to be here. Your favorite team, Michelle. Oh, I was hoping to avoid that one. I'm going to go the Canadian Olympic team. Because <laughs> ah. I don't have one. But just the whole, the whole team. I just I love watching the Olympics. I get sucked into it every time. Uh, both summer and winter. Don't have a preference. Just the whole team. Okay, thank you, Michelle. I, I'm next. So I'm Glenn Gabriel. Uh, I am the host of the podcast, but I'm also... Uh, the Little Rocks rep at East York Curling Club in Toronto. And uh, yeah, I thought about this. My favorite sports team right now, probably the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, pretty mm. basic <laughs> answer, but uh, basketball is right now probably my favorite sport. Mike, uh, you're the last one, but uh, not the least. So uh, please introduce yourself. That's okay. I'd like to thank random.org for putting me in the last spot. That's okay. <laughs> like that a lot. Uh, my name is Mike Rogowski. I am the, um, I curl at the High Park Club in Toronto, where I am also the Little Rocks section lead. Uh, we have five sheets at the club, and it's um, a very busy club. And for my uh, favorite sports team, I'm going to go with the 1999 Grey Cup champion, Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh, Oski Weeby. Yeah, there we are. They almost won it this year. They were uh, three yards short there, and they just couldn't do it. So we'll see what happens in 2022. 20, uh, I love that you picked a year, Mike, like that that specific <laughs> well, I was, vintage. I was, I was doing it in my, my math, the math in my head. I was like, when is the last time they won the Great Cup? And sure enough, I had to go back well over 20 years. So it's painful, but it's, um, you know, it's, um, it's my team. 
You got to stick with them. I, I I think we all hear you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get this going. Uh, we're going to start the uh, the dream youth practice draft. The first category being uh, warm up exercise and song. And on the clock, uh, I better get this right, Patrick. You're on the clock. You have the first selection. Oh, perfect. All right. So in terms of you know the warm up, uh, my favorite is going with imitating other sports. Um, because, you know, why start with curling um, when you can do something you already know? This kind of, you know, goes through, you know, imitating swimming moves. You can jog on the spot, uh, juggling or passing an imaginary ball around, move on to shot put, uh, take your pick. And actually getting the kids to say, hey, what, what sport do you do? Show me how you do it. And in the background, um, I decided to swing for the fences and we're going to go with Scatman by Scatman John. Scatman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the, the draft has begun. Uh, thank you, Patrick. Tanil, you're next. Oh, okay. Um, well, I've been using a warm-up bingo sheet lately that I've uh, really liked. Um, gives kids uh, some choice. I kind of have them work on it through uh, a group. Um, so I put a variety of activities on the warm-up bingo sheet for them. And I've been using it lately because uh, it allows me a little bit of free time to move between the groups and um, get thank you cards and things like that signed um, while I've got the kids all there together. Um, so a warm-up bingo is my go-to and um, got to go with Hooked on a Feeling from Blue Suede. Excellent. Michelle. Oh, so I went with uh, Smash Mouth uh, All Star because it was a good upbeat song that everybody likes to sing along to. Um, I'd have to check lyrics though before I played it. <laughs> <laughs> always, always check the lyrics because yeah, somebody will yeah. call you out. Um, and uh, just a, a high knee uh, dance party. So just dancing along and keeping the body moving. Nice. Great, great name for that high knee dance party. That that yeah. you could sell that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I, I guess I'm on the board. Um, I am going to go uh, with an exercise we call the lunge circle. So uh, I may have described it on the pod before, but everyone's in a circle. They're sort of facing toward the center of the circle, and then you're doing lunges toward the center. So you're doing them all in unison. So that's what we go. And we count down from like 10. So that's the lunge circle. And uh, for the song, uh, you know, there were so many great ones, but I'm going to go with something a little more current. I'm going to pick uh, Dynamite by BTS. Oh, that's very current. <laughs> when I was totally confused there, I thought you said lunch circle, as in like, you know, here's what I had for lunch. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> no, that's question five. I know, that's the snack that's category. Snack. That's yeah. next. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Mike, you're All on right. You're on the clock. The, the bar has been set high here, so I'm going to have to really bring it up a notch. And so, like every curling club, there's usually um, several TVs that are – um, that are there, big screens, maybe they're on the wall. You got a ton of them. Maybe you just got one. But for our warm-up exercise, we would be using the video game Just Dance 2020. Get Ooh. the kids all going. Get them all spirited in. They want to watch the screen anyways at some point. And we'd be playing uh, for the song to get them all exercised and 
pumped up, we'd be playing Blinding Lights by Scarborough's on the weekend. So keeping it local in Toronto and having that song playing out, that'll get them going. That'll get them ready to get on the ice. Nice. Damn yeah. it, Mike. <laughs> you you taking my Scarborough? I, I yeah. was born and raised I was raised in Scarborough. So ah. Oh, I so, think the I think the weekend belongs to all of us though. I think fair. we all kind of own him a little bit. That didn't sound quite right. We're all a part of his his life. Oh yeah, uh, we we got gotcha. you. All right. So hey, what a, what an excellent start for uh, for the draft here. A warm up song and or warm up exercise and song. So I, I just I'm surprised. Did nobody pick the song that had like rocks or house or anything like that in there? Did did I hear? Did anyone have anything like that? I don't mm. think so. Nope. No. Okay. I purposely avoided it because you know they seemed like some obvious like we will rock you or anything like that. I just, <laughs> yeah. and, you, know, you know, house of pain or anything. I just uh, I, I was I purposely avoided it. So I like how everyone else kind of didn't go for anything like right down that road. <laughs> yeah. Now that you're thinking about it, I can't stop thinking about it. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, so we're on to category two, which is delivery drill. And the way, uh, just in terms of order, we're just going to go down one and then sort of uh, loop back up to Patrick. So, Tanil, you get the first selection in the delivery drill category. Ooh. Oh, I was hoping I didn't actually get the first one in this one. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you could always oh, trade, I've... can you trade in the draft? Yeah. Oh, trades? Oh, oh! I didn't say there wasn't. Um, so I leave it at that. I, I, I'll tell you that Michelle's picking first in sweeping. Uh, I'm picking first in game variation. Mike's picking first in snack. And then for the last guest, special guest celebrity, uh, I was going to just uh, punch the random.org thing again. Oh, Okay. But I will not uh, stop a trade if that's what you really want to do. Already, does anybody want to, to trade uh, first choice and delivery? I'm I'm up for trading because I'm now that I know that I'm going to be first for snacks. I feel like my uh, <laughs> my delivery uh, draft is going to be a little bit higher in uh, than my snack draft. So I'd be willing to trade up for that. <laughs> okay, alrighty, I'll I'll take that trade. <laughs> okay, so am I good to go there, Glenn? Okay, so let's 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 confirm the trade sure. as they do okay. in sports. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so you get to pick first in delivery. Tanil gets to pick first in snack. Okay. Does that? Yeah, because you, that, you have to that, pick at least first once somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That works for me. First, first pick, and uh, yep, I like that. Okay, let me write this. I'm literally. I feel like an NFL uh, reporter <laughs> right now. Uh, Mike gets first. And then Tanil gets first. So you got to turn your camera back on. I got to see that you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you don't want to see what I'm, I'm doing. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Kidding. I'm just confused right now. But that's uh, good confused. Good confused. Uh, okay. So, uh, well, because that trade's gone through, uh, the commissioner <laughs> says yes. Good, good. <laughs> Mike, you get the first pick in the uh, delivery uh, category. Go ahead. Great. Thank you, Glenn. Now I put the pressure on myself to make sure this is a really good uh, delivery draft skill that we have here. And I think it is. So uh, at the end of a curling event, if you're watching something on TV, 
with your children, which I highly recommend. It's fantastic to watch anything, be it a Scotty's Briar, Worlds, what have you. When they get to the end of the event, and sometimes it's a blowout, if you have a very creative skip, you might see that skip with his last shot, throw a get in the hack. You'll see him sort of position himself or herself a little differently. And then he'll, he or she'll come out of the hack and then they will do a spinorama right in the house and they'll try and deliver that rock. So, ah. so Jeff part, Stoughton. That, that could be, that could be. I've seen others do it too. Yeah. I, think, yeah. um, I think Mike McEwen did it a few years ago, but I remember Jeff Stone, I think was the originator of it. Um, so I um, that is something we would try that. Now this is a delivery drill. I would say not doing on week one or week two. Maybe save it right <laughs> to the very end. Uh, when you've got your stronger kids, uh, what we call at the High Park Club, the Sheet One kids that are on the end. But I think it'd be a great thing to have them try just to see if they could um, if they could do it. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> so having having said that, I've never tried it myself, so I actually don't know how hard it is to even accomplish that. I've tried it. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I've done it and. The only piece of advice is uh, where your uh, lead leg goes, the rest of you goes. Ah, okay. Mm. Okay, so that's that's my only clue I'll give to the listeners. <laughs> I, I think my only clue is going to be don't let the ice maker watch when you do that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that a strong start to this category uh, after right. that. <laughs> After that uh, surprising trade. So uh, we're going to go in order after that. Uh, Michelle, uh, you get the next pick. All right. So so my favorite um, starts off really boring and all the kids go, oh. But afterwards, and they start to get going. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, I can do this. So I get them to slide out of the hack in their curling delivery, but they do it in increments. So they're, they're the first one, they stretch out. They literally just stretch out that leg from the hack and it's still staying. It's their toes still stays in the hack. And then the next time they slide to the 12 foot and then the eight foot and then the button and so on. And on their last one, once they, they can control it and they can get to those, each of those points uh, once or twice consistently, then I get them to go as far as they can just kick it out as far as you can go. It gives gets them to um, sort of realize what their muscles are doing as they kick out and give them a little bit of weight control and realize where they're getting that weight control. Uh, I find it really helps um, with that uh, delivery, especially when you get, start going to takeouts. How far do they love going? Is... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, they, they really like going as far as they can. They think that that's fun. That's exactly what I was going to ask. How far can your farthest kids go? Well, I'm with the Little Rocks, so uh, not very far. I do have a couple that can hit the hog line, um, but that's about as far as they can go. And those are the ones that have their technical, the their technique down. Most Good of drill. the others are reaching the 12 foot. I found with that drill, we call that one progressive uh, slides. And mm. uh, depending on the group, sometimes I will mark their trailing leg because they like to sometimes get that tucked up underneath behind them. So if I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, mark their trailing leg as uh, the distance, uh, it kind of encourages them to stretch that one out a little bit. <laughs> oh, I, I like that. That's a great idea. 
Well, Michelle, I'll admit I had progressive slides as one of my choices. So now I'm going to have to uh, <laughs> scramble. Uh, but that excellent, excellent choice. And I've also heard of it called progressive slides. So it's a, it's a, it, it's a, yeah, I guess it's a, a known uh, drill, but a very yeah. good one. Uh, okay. Speaking of which, uh, I'm next. So um, I'm going to go with something called the one rock slide. And I, I don't take any credit for this, except I found mm-hmm. it on the, uh, I believe it's the New Brunswick uh, Center for Curling Excellence. Uh, they have a, an academy out there. And it literally is what it sounds like, which is, you know how we teach kids sometimes to use what's called a two rock slide? where you're holding two rocks and you're sort of pushing mm-hmm. out with two rocks. This one, it's you're putting both hands on one rock and you're sliding out of the hack with just that one. And and you're, and the question is, why would you do that? I mean, one of the ma- main things it teaches is timing. So uh, timing being you want the rock out first, then you want the sliding foot right behind it. And this is the only way you can do it is that way. Because the rock's out in front, so it, it's promoting a lot of good, um, a lot of good technique for the delivery, especially with the timing. So that's mine. One yeah. rock slide. I had not heard of that one before. I like that. Me neither. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I, I'll in the show notes. I'll make sure to put a link to it. But uh, full credit goes to the New Brunswick uh, website I found it on, and mm-hmm. it's a picture of a, a teenager doing it. So. Uh, yeah, they, it was meant to, for kids to do too. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm just looking at the order. I believe Patrick's next. Oh, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's one of my favorites. And actually, the, the kids seem to, after they get the hang of it, um, they like it as well. It's a, it's a drill you perform in teams. And so usually if you have like, you know, four kids on a sheet, something like that, um, pair them off. And then it's a progressive hog line drill. And you've probably seen it. And if, if not, the way it goes is that, you know, your, your rock has to get over the hog line at the far end to count. And as soon as it gets over the hog line, you just move to the sideline and keep it there. The other team then has to get over the hog line and their rock goes to the opposite side. And so those two new rocks are now the new hog line. And they go back and throw again and they have to get it just past the hog line once more. And assuming they do, their rocks kind of get moved to the side. If they don't get over the hog line, the rocks out of play. The object is, is that every time the hog line gets deeper and deeper and deeper into the house. And so at the end of your rocks, you'll have a sense of saying, okay, how many times were you able to control your shot just enough to get a little bit deeper and you kind of say, well, hey, you know, Team Red got five rocks in play with the progressive hog line and Team Blue got, you know, seven rocks in play with the progressive hog line. Team Blue wins. And so the whole object then is saying, hey, you've got, you know, you're, you're throwing your rocks, but are you actually able to monitor how deep you're throwing them? It's probably something for a group that's not, you know, absolutely novice but if they're actually working on weight control it's really effective so that's what i'm going to pick for uh my draw all right thanks patrick uh Tenille, you're the final and uh final pick in this category okay um 
Well, I like doing um, with my little guys, I call it yummy yucky. And uh, <laughs> with the older guys, I call it have you ever. Um, I have the kids actually, um, now this will only work if you have um, sideboards between your sheets of ice. Um, but I have the kids space out along the sideboard so that I can have them all sliding at the same time. So uh, lots of kids are moving at once. Um, so I line them all up. They have to have like a broom width plus on either side of them. And uh, just like it sounds, I shout out food. And if they think it's yummy, they slide across. And if they don't, they don't slide. <laughs> um, and yeah, the older kids, I call it, have you ever and ask them things like, you know, been on a plane and things like that. Um, the kids seem to really enjoy that. I get to learn a lot about the kids while they're doing that. Um, and yeah, they're all active. They're all involved. And um, so they, they can't bring their foot as far back as they would if they were in a hack. But um, that's also not bad to get them into that habit either, because otherwise they start developing that crazy C back swing and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going with yummy, yucky or uh, have you ever. <laughs> Love the name. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got that from my uh, kids' swimming uh, instructors. They just had the kids jump in the pool if they liked the food. And I thought, yeah, we can adapt that at curling. <laughs> and I have to say the, the kids love it. And then um, I'll get the kids to give me like a food suggestion each and stuff like that. So uh, they really enjoy that one. To Neil, it's Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. Could you could you just explain uh, just uh, the mechanics of that one more time? Are they so they're on the sideboard and then they're sliding to the other sideline? Is that like between yeah, the sheets across the width of the ice instead of down the length of it? They're going across the width of it, and they slide if they answer positive to a yeah. question. Yeah. Ah, and okay. so it gets a little bit. Uh, chaotic um you've got some kids sliding one way and then after one kid doesn't like something they kind of meet each other in the middle but we are spaced out and um like i said we have sideboards running down the length of our ice so we we can spread kids out with quite a lot but they think that's fun too kind of sliding towards each other and yeah <laughs> uh, that that's great thank you Tanil. uh that's the first time i've ever heard of that so yeah, we're, we want to make some discoveries tonight. If we have any drills that we, we've made up for our own kids or, or we, we've, I, I don't know that, uh, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's innovate tonight if we can. So that's uh, the end of category two, the delivery skill. Um, now we're going to uh, an interesting one, sweeping drill. Uh, and on the board first is Michelle. Michelle, this is yours. All right, so uh, one that I don't get to do that often with the little rocks, but um, could <laughs> uh, and, and, and might now that I'm thinking about it, um, but hot shots, just hot shots. Um, now with the little rocks, I would go halfway down the sheet. Uh, we are lucky enough that our ice tech has put uh, two sets of rings in partway down, so you can actually have two sets of little rocks coming into the middle. Um, so yeah, I, I would do just good old hot shots, Ford hot shots. If I could give them a car, I would. Just get them some hot wheels. <laughs> yes, I, I could do that. Yeah, that, that, that'd be good. 
I like what I'm hearing here because I'm hearing some clubs have sideboards, some have the rings in the middle. This is all really interesting. I'm getting all these different visions of the different the clubs that, and how they can, how your practices work, and then how I can work them into my practices as well. I like this. All right, uh, I, I'm next on the uh, on the clock. So, uh, see, this is where I'm thinking about either doing something really traditional or maybe something a little less common. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You're setting I, yourself up for the less you, common one, there, Glenn. You're, you're up front, bud. You can do that. You're, you've got, uh, you know, you've got the luxury of being in second place. You can put all of us in a hard spot. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I want to win this, so uh, I'm trying to think what what the public would want for this. Um, <laughs> you know what? Uh, I'm thinking of Little Rocks and what would be appropriate for for my kids. Of course, it's under 12s. So I'm thinking, what would be like fun? So I'm gonna I'm gonna do this one, which is practicing sweeping footwork with two rocks. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they're 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 practicing their footwork, that sort of C maneuver with their legs. Uh, and they have the rocks. They're holding on to two rocks, going down the center line, and then one foot's pushing off, and the other one's doing kind of a C to catch up, and and it's practicing that footwork, just using two rocks as they're holding them and going down the ice. So that was uh, my third option. I had that as a third. So, uh, yeah. This is a tough category. This was like yeah. at, at first. Was I thought, I, at first, I thought you're a madman, but uh, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I'll take that one. There are other ones I left on the board, but uh, I, I'm thinking about what my kids will think is fun, and that's half mm-hmm. the battle sometimes. And I think they'd love doing that. So that's mine. Uh, who's up? It is Mike. You're next. Okay, so for my sweeping drill, you're gonna have to um, you're gonna have to clear this one with the ice maker first, and <laughs> you're gonna have to go back in time a little bit to do it. So if you go, you know, into the storage room of your curling club, probably behind maybe the Christmas decorations, some of the storage. I think I like, know where this is going, Mike. You know go, where this is going. go, keep you've going. Got, you've got. You've probably got an old. It's probably an old garbage bin that's been yeah. sitting in the corner. You're going to look there. You're going to pull these out, and there are going to be some beautifully ancient but still lovely corn brooms. Yes. You're going to bring those out, and you're going to say, now, if you go on the YouTube and you see some old curling videos, this is what the, the guys and girls are using, and you're going to get them out there, and you're going to show them how to sweep with those corn brooms. And then... When that's all said and done, they're going to think, wow, we've got a pretty good with these synthetic lightweight brooms here. We can do a time. And then you're going to. That's, that's beautiful. Oh, and yeah. You're, and then you're going to have to help the heist maker clean up because it's going to yeah. be a mess, too. Like the, the amount of debris. They could always the use rink rats. There you go. But they wouldn't make the noise, right? So oh, they make, oh, oh, oh. They, they, they make a lot of Do they? noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, Sorry, I'm thinking, yes, yes. They make the smacking sound. That's right. Yes. I'm thinking, yeah. The What's corn up? broom might be the thing you do right before you pull the plug on the plant for the season. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you got the spinorama and the corn broom probably in the last lesson, and then they take the ice out, have the skating party. Yeah. Wow. Ah. Uh, okay. Well, uh, that. Wow. I, I'm I'm flabbergasted. Patrick, help uh, save me here. What, what's What's your choice for the sweeping drill? Okay. This is one that I. I 
saw and experienced at East York and I really enjoyed and I brought it with me, Duxbridge. Um, it's enemy sweepers. And my 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 kids love it. Like basically the way it goes is you form your teams four on four, regular curling, and then you say sweepers switch sides. And so effectively every mm-hmm. rock that's thrown. Um, your sweepers are not on your team. They want the exact opposite of what you called, what you're trying to do, and actually gets the sweepers talking to each other and saying, oh, okay, wait, do we let this one die or do we blow it through the house? Mm. Okay? And uh, it, it, t- it, it takes a skip out of the game because all of a sudden, you know, they're irrelevant. And um, it's, it's, the, it's the sweeps that are saying, hey, we're, we're going to decide who's winning. And so... Um, the only rule is they're not allowed to burn the rock. And after that, um, it makes for some, you know, it, it's fun to watch. They have a great time. And all of a sudden, the sweepers are saying, hey, no, we're in charge. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> so um, definitely get some talking. And I, I like that one a lot. I, I bet if you had siblings on the ice playing against each other, this would make for an even more exciting game. <laughs> there would be some absolutely. great sweeping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Like, and would, they, especially if they don't know that you're going to say, and by the way, we've got one new rule for this game. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tanil, your turn. Okay. Well, I know that my choice is uh, safe because um, um, Pat had already used this as a delivery drill. I like using um, progressive hog for sweeping, um, but we do it a little bit differently. We, um, yeah, the first rock that is thrown um, becomes the new hog line. So um, we actually encourage the kids to kind of get it just over that first hog line. Um, and then that becomes the next, the hog line and so on. Um, so the kids are working on delivery, but we have sweepers. Um, and then that's up to them to judge to see if they can carry that rock just a little bit further than the previous one. Um, and as long as the rocks keep going a little bit further than the previous one, they get pulled to the side and um, counted. And if they come up short, uh, they get hucked to the other end, not part of the uh, the counting system. And uh, yeah, so I had that for my sweeping drill. That's a huh? great one. I, I agree. You know what? That 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 totally adapts. Yeah, <laughs> and it that it does adapt. Like the older group. Um, they might be able to like some of my better curlers, more experienced, older kids. Uh, certainly we do the far hog line and make it a very small zone, but um, for the younger guys, yeah, they get a little bit more leeway there. <laughs> righty, There's a lot you can do with sweeping. It's funny. Like when you start really thinking mm-hmm. about it, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I'll admit that this is the hardest category for me and, it's just you know how do you make sweeping fun? Uh, mm-hmm. I, it's it I don't know it's always been a challenge. So that's but that's why we have everyone here tonight. I want mm-hmm. to, us to share ideas. So uh, yeah, no thanks everybody. That that was category three. We're up to category four, which is game variation. And I believe I'm first on the board. So I'm gonna my first selection or for this category is going to be four corners which is a classic drill we do or game we play at East York. I uh, got the idea from the Scottish Curling website. Uh, and what it is is 
uh, I guess the classic form is it's two versus two. So there are two kids. You're around one house and there are two kids across from each other and their teams. So one team would be at, say, 12 and six, and another team would be at three and nine. And they'd each have uh, their own color stones or the 12 and six would have blue and three and nine would have red. And they each take a turn throwing toward the middle. And, you know, once you've thrown all those eight rocks, you have a situation. <laughs> and uh, you score the situation. And that's, uh, that's an end. So uh, we use it to teach scoring. We teach it to, we use it to teach strategy, communication. Uh, it's very compact. And you can adjust it for the number of kids and the number of rocks. And surprisingly, no matter we find that even the older kids of the older little rocks like the game as much as the younger kids. So uh, that's my choice. It's called Four Corners. I know, ironically, there are no corners in a circle, <laughs> but that's I think that's what they called it in Scotland. So who am I to disagree? When you play that game, Glenn, can you do takeouts or is it just to try and get to the button ah very good question so especially with the newest kids you'll have that one kid who wants to knock out everything right <laughs> or the two kids that want to knock out everything which is fine you, you don't you don't say no but after maybe a couple of ends you start putting limits and, and this is where you can start adjusting the game and you know maybe one rule is if you knock the opponent out uh the coach is the judge and gets to do what they want. <laughs> uh, or, or the other team gets to put it back where they want. Like that's, that's uh, you're right. Uh, if it's, if it was just hits, everyone would be hitting it out and they're all sort of crouched down, sort of throwing it toward the center. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, that, I hope, yeah. Does that answer your question, Mike? Yeah, abs absolutely. Okay. So well, Mike, you're next. So uh, take it away. Okay. So this is a game that I call, um, 12 foot and it's played just like a traditional game except the only rocks that potentially score are rocks that land in the 12 foot so when they're throwing and this comes down to the sweepers a bit they have to start thinking can we sweep this into the 12 foot to get it to score or if we're going to let it go a little bit can we let it go and then sweep it into maybe the back 12 or the side 12? So it it just keeps them thinking a little bit differently about the game and how to put shots potentially into different spots in the house. So similar with their delivery, similar with sweeping, but in the end, they're trying to think about, can I get this here versus get that there? That's a good one, Mike. It's a, you know what? I'm glad I made a list because that was on there. I was like, oh, uh, scratch that. Oh, yeah. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I already, I already had you scratch the spinorama in the corn broom, so keep you, keep you, keep you honest. <laughs> hey, well, I had it. those on my list too. Hey, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, uh, Mike, just that technical question with your yes. thing. Uh, so is it uh, – yeah, how would you score it? Like if after all the ends are uh, – all the rocks yeah. are thrown. Yeah, because you're not dealing with a, a center or a button here. So you would score it then by um, rocks counting each other out. So it's not like which one is deeper in the 12 foot or wherever in the 12 foot. It'd just be like, okay, if you've got, in our case at our club, two blues in the 12 foot and one yellow in the 12 foot, it would just be one blue. Ah, okay. So 
um, counting each other out in that concept. So different in the traditional scoring sense, but still um, non-traditional that it is still in the fun sense. Well, that's why we called it the game variation. So, <laughs> Mike, thank you. Uh, you're Pat- Patrick, you're up. Hey. Um, so, you know, my, my favorite part of game variation is you get to toy with the rules. And I love toying with the rules. Um, one of those rules that has, you know, influenced the game so much is uh, five rock rule. And so um, just to kind of emphasize, you know, why it works and why you know you, the kids should really lean, learn to use it is we play the first end no guard zone right you can put a rock in there and fire away right it just everybody hits them out and then the next end mandatory guard zone you can't put a rock in the house without a guard mm. and uh, go back and forth playing ends back and forth with this you know no guard zone mandatory guard zone and say, okay, do you get it? Do you see how how this is supposed to work? And then you can just play regular five rock. And uh, it really, you know, teaches the rule because there's still a tremendous amount of confusion about that. And, uh, and you know, helps build the strategy around using your guards. So that's my that's my my toy <laughs> for for the uh, the game variation. Yeah, that's a tricky one to teach them the. Um the free guard zone and when you can start throwing them in and taking them out like uh, in relation to the guards i like that yeah it's 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 a weird one right and i think one of the fun one of the ones that it it i guess the thing i think about the most is that if you don't know this rule and you go to a bond spiel and there's no coaches on the ice um you can run into some real confusion out there and i don't want my team to be on the confused end of what just happened to them um, when this thing comes up. So that's one of the ones that uh, we try to do. It's almost like a good last one to do before someone goes to a bond spiel, like to reiterate what you have to do here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or what you can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that's <laughs> yeah. more important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Patrick. Tanil. Okay. Um, I don't actually... I can't reference where I got it from my different curling drill books, but uh, it was just called the Howard game and uh, there's just no takeouts allowed. Um, Yeah, that's as simple as it is. (laughs) Um, If a rock is taken out, it's replaced and the shooter is taken out of play. Um, Lots of times uh, kids get lucky with a little bit of huck and chuck and you just never know what's going to happen. And uh, so this uh, forces them to have uh, a little bit more control. And at the end of the day, there's still lots of rocks in play. Things can jimmy and what have you. But um, yeah, just no takeouts. Is that intentional takeouts? Or like sometimes I can imagine yeah. that, you know, say, hey, I, I was really trying for a draw and I just happened to tap you out. That wasn't on purpose. But <laughs> I love it's a great I- drill. Yeah, I, I would still take that one out. Um, they need to understand the difference between a, a feel of a draw and a feel of a takeout. And uh, it's just for fun at the end of the day. So, yeah, if the rock goes out of play, um, I mean, it's no different than if we are playing a regular game and somebody accidentally hits out the guard during the free guard. They may not have intentionally did it, but the end result is... Uh, 
it was taken out. So, um, yeah, if a rock goes out of play, we just replace it and uh, um, take the shooter off. I think that's something we need to do at our club more often with our little rocks because pretty much we have some players where once a rock is in the house or behind a guard, it becomes a, it becomes a takeout yes. or a run back. Every shot yeah. is a takeout or a run back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Even if it's just biting on the edge yep, of 12. Yep. yep. You gotta, you gotta get rid of that. That's going to score. Yeah. 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 That could be the highest guard in the world too. It could be just yeah. over the hog line. And the other rock could be at the very back 12 and it's a run. Yeah. And you know, um, like even my son's team is uh, competitive now and um, that's still a draw that his competitive team does. Um, I, sorry, I know that there's what, three guys in this, but it seems like teenage boys just really want to show their muscle and like, just take everything out, make all the run backs. And, uh, um, sometimes that finesse draw is really, uh, really is what's needed. So, um, that's a, uh, drill that I've seen used in a lot of different age groups, just to reinforce that idea of draw weight. Good drill. All right. Michelle. Yeah. Um, so mine was my first pick was kind of taken uh, with the little rocks. We at the end of every single session, we uh, if I can remove the hacks, sometimes I can't. Sometimes I can't. They'll sit on the backboard and just throw that first house just with their hands mm. uh, or they'll squat in the hack. So that that was my first pick, which is too much like the four corners. Um and uh, I, I do use that a lot, but I'm going to say bocce uh, curling. Uh, and that's a good I nice. like bocce curling in particular because, because my little guys can barely get the rock. Uh, well, they can't get the rock down to the other end. Um, they can make it about halfway. Uh, so they get to play with the big kids when they, when we play bocce curling. Right. Uh, it, it, and because the, uh, uh, the button moves their rocks can end up scoring uh at the oddest moments and it just uh it, it levels the playing field uh when they're playing it especially with kids that are you know twice their age or more uh it's it's a lot of fun to see so they get to play without having to worry about getting rocks down to the other end and yeah uh michelle could you just Give the listeners who might not be familiar with that variation what yeah. uh, what are the rules? What does it look like? <laughs> sure. So, in you put uh, either a traffic cone or just any sort of marker. Um, hockey puck works really well too. Right in the middle of the ice, uh, and you have the teams at either end of the ice. So one team at uh, home end, one team at the away end, and they're throwing rocks one at a time. You have to be very clear that it's one at a time <laughs> uh, <laughs> into that middle point. And of course, that middle point can move. So if you throw a rock, uh, just a draw weight rock, and you hit it a little bit, it could go off to the side, and all of a sudden your button is on the sideboard, <laughs> for example. So you have to uh, adjust how, what your what your plan was. So the, the strategy changes a lot, but you're only throwing half a sheet. So um, for the big kids, it's it's that control to not overthrow it. Uh, and for the little kids, it allows them to to get to the button. 
That's fun. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michelle, we, we've played it at the Stork for years. Uh, and I think it was one of those drills to die for or in that Bill yeah. Sherhart book. So uh, you're right. It's one of the few games where older kids and younger kids are equalized. So if you want them to play together, that it, it's challenging for all of them. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, a fantastic choice. Nice. So that was part one of our dream practice draft. In part two, we'll continue making our final two draft selections. And we'll share what's happening at each of our clubs when it comes to our youth programs. If you're a supporter of this podcast... I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow the podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.